I'm not telling everybody to go out and read Heidegger. I'm not telling everybody to go out and read Nietzsche or Marcus Aurelius or anybody else. What I'm saying is that you can have a genuine love for these authors, an inner drive. You can be motivated on your own to believe that you have something to learn from the classics and from these various disciplines. And you're right. Of course you have something to learn from them. And anybody who tells you that you don't or anybody who tries to kill that drive in you to learn because they think it doesn't match up with some sort of ideological test is doing you a disfavor and themselves a disfavor and society a disfavor. Everybody loses in that approach. The way to have people not become Nazis is not to ban them from reading Marcus Aurelius or to say Steve Bannon also loves him, therefore you're on the alt-right, therefore you hate women. How the alt-right is weaponizing the classics. That's the name of an article in Medium Journal today from Donna Zuckerberg. The basic claim is that the Red Hill community has been using Greek and Roman antiquity to bolster their credibility. The Red Pill community, the author of this article says, is the alt-right, the manosphere, men going their own way, pickup artists, and basically a group of, as she puts it, men connected by common resentments against women, immigrants, people of color, and the liberal elite. So this group, the Red Pill community, has been bolstering their credibility through the classics. Well, how? Um, by referring to images, models, personages, events from Greek and Roman history, from medieval history. Here's what she writes. Not only classics, but also the histories of Great Britain, Germany, and Russia, especially the medieval period, are interesting to this group of the Red, Red Pill community. And they also compose and cite articles about evolutionary psychology, philosophy, biology, and economics. The Greek and Roman classics nevertheless hold particular cultural significance for them. They frequently refer to authors such as Marcus Aurelius to perpetuate the idea that white men are the guardians of intellectual authority, especially when such authority is perceived to be under threat from women and people of color. That was quoting from the article. So. Do you love the classics? Do you compose and cite articles about evolutionary psychology, philosophy, biology, and economics? Do you have an interest in Great Britain, Germany, and Russia, especially the medieval period? You could be a Nazi. You should be very careful. They claim that the ancient, sorry, they claim that the ancient world, and by extension, the study of the ancient world, are under attack by the politically correct establishment and social justice warriors in U.S. classrooms, the article states. As colleges move to replace some of the dead white men of the literary canon with writers who are not dead, not white, and not men, the living white men of the red pill have appeared as the self-appointed guardians and defenders of the cultural legacy of Western civilization. Still quoting from the article. Last little bit. Steve Bannon, the former White House chief strategist and earlier executive chair of the far-right website Breitbart News, which he once famously called the platform for the alt-right, is a lover of the classics. Someone who worked with him once said he was always quoting Marcus Aurelius. So the article concludes that anybody who has an interest in the classics or social justice should care about the trend of using the literature and history of ancient Greece and Rome 
promote patriarchal and white supremacist ideology. End of the article. Presumably, if you have an interest in classics and social justice, you should be rereading and reinterpreting the classics to support the ideals of social justice, to deconstruct, for example, the basic moral principles or moral hierarchies of those texts. And if any of you have studied the classics with somebody who is, let's say, who has an interest, like the article puts it, in classics and social justice, you will no doubt have been exposed to a deconstructive reinterpretation of classical texts in the service of the ideals of social justice. Now, without denying that some deplorable, truly deplorable, truly deplorable, racists, misogynists, bigots, let's just say bad people, might draw inspiration from Greek and Roman images. The idea that the study of Greek and Roman moral values, moral hierarchies, as I mentioned, moral models, the idea that a love for the Greek and Roman world implies sympathy for Nazi politics, as it is suggested in this article, and less reinterpreted in the spirit of liberal or left of liberal political morality is not a good notion. It's not a good notion. First of all, if you approach the study of the classics with the idea that they possess in themselves a temptation toward political reaction, interpreted here as Nazism and misogyny, you deprive yourself of the opportunity of learning from the classics. And since such names as Plato and Aristotle, and yes, Aurelius, belong to Greek and Roman antiquity, we would seem to be doing ourselves a great disservice by treating Plato, Aristotle, Aurelius, and the rest of classical antiquity as a red flag, as a red flag for Nazism, or as a sign that you are in the domain of misogyny. Something else you can hear, I hope you can hear from what I read in the article, that this fear-mongering about any source of information that may not cohere with the dictates of a certain ideological approach can become absurd. So let me reread you the passage that indicates this absurdity. You deplorables. I mean broadly speaking, in the good sense, uh, may be interested not only in the classics and in the history of Great Britain, Germany, and Russia, but also in evolutionary psychology, in biology, in economics, and in philosophy. Oh no! God forbid! Do not have an interest in philosophy. Do not compose articles about biology. Do not study economics or psychology. Keep Marcus Aurelius far away from you and don't even touch Plato and don't even dream about touching Aristotle. These are dead white men and your interest in them can only be the perpetuation of the ideas of dead white men. I mean, this is atrocious. This is scandalous. This is pathetic. It's self-refuting. It's insulting 
Again, I say the arguments, okay? The arguments. Let's, let's imagine that they're made in good faith, not attack the author of them. The problem is that they're based on a, a whole set of mistaken premises. We study the classics, psychology, philosophy, economics, biology, to learn, to learn. And if what we learn does not match our, the, if what we learn does not match the ideologic, ideological presuppositions that we have in advance, so what should give way? Our ideological presuppositions or our learning? I hope most of you agree that what should give way is not our learning, but our presupposed ideological commitments. And by the way, that goes for those of you who do identify as deplorable, as reactionary, in the best case, in my view, as classical philosophers, in the worst case, as Nazis, okay, anti-Semites, misogynists, let's say. Okay, so whatever your ideology happens to be, if you're on the right, it should be subject to the improvements that come from learning. Just as the ideological presuppositions of liberals and social justice warriors should also be subject to the improvements that come from learning. Now, I don't know of many groups for which you say, you know, if you have a theoretical interest in Marx, you're genocidal and you should be institutionalized. But articles like this that say if you have an interest in Aurelius, philosophy, biology, psychology, you are a problem. Well, articles like this are, unfortunately, increasingly so, I would say, a dime a dozen. If you love Plato, you're on the road to fascism. If you love Aurelius, you and Steve Bannon are just in it with the devil. So here's my advice. So those of you who are insulted by articles like this and by what they insinuate about you, you have a right to be insulted. And you should know that the study of classical antiquity and of these other disciplines is more than legitimate. It's a necessary part of the formation of character and the formation of your intellect. For those of you who write articles like this and believe that Plato, Aristotle, Aurelius, medieval British, German, and Russian history, evolutionary psychology, philosophy, biology, and economics, that these disciplines are increasingly nothing but smoke screens for racists, bigots, and misogynists, consider that you probably produce more reaction than moderation by treating people with that interest in that way. In other words, if you tell somebody your interest in Plato makes you a Nazi, you're creating more problems than solutions. Leo Strauss has an essay, I'll do another video on it. Leo Strauss has an essay called German Nihilism, which I highly recommend and will walk you through at some point. The basic argument of German Nihilism, as I see it, the basic argument of that essay is that young men who are attracted to reactionary Nazi traditionalist thought, conservative revolutionary thought in the 30s and 40s, when they should preferably have been attracted to forms of political moderation, they were not the ones making the mistake, not the students were to blame, but the professors who failed to respond intelligently 
to the student longing, they were the ones to blame. Everybody can benefit. If you have an interest in the classics, if you're cautious about the classics, if you love traditionalism, if you hate traditionalism, in my view, everybody can benefit from a little bit of moderation, a little bit of caution and care when approaching these texts. But right now, the people who most, right now, the people who most deserve blame for their behavior, again, I'm not talking about people who are genuine Hitlerites who hide, who hide behind Plato. That's not the people I'm referring to. The people who genuinely have an appetite for classical political philosophy and have to suffer accusations that they are outside of the bounds of political respectability. You, those of you are not in the wrong. It's the people who level those accusations against you who are doing more harm than good.